If you want a great conversation with a Philadelphia sports figure you should know more about, listen to one-on-one with Matt Leon on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast. KYW News Radio Original Podcasts. Uh, please say hello to Sun Ra. It's really a pleasure. If you don't know about Sun Ra and the Sun Ra Orchestra, you should. He created his own space in his own place, and Germantown is where it all happened. The unique way that you conduct the, the orchestra, can you tell us a little bit about that? Well, I'm trying to acquaint them with uh, out of space things. Yeah. Other planets have culture, dances that are unusual, music, and that's what I'm trying to con- get the planet ready for space beings because they're sure to land soon. I'm Brian Seltzer, and today, Sharaday Howard and Justin Udo will help tell the story of Sun Ra and why a house he lived in was designated as a Philadelphia historic landmark. Sharaday and Justin curate the Artist Block series for KYW News Radio. Sharaday, you know the city's jazz scene inside and out. You play yourself. Who is Sun Ra? Introduce us to him. Who was this guy? Sun Ra was an experience, man. He was like the pioneer of pioneers when it came to uh, futurism, Afrofuturism in particular. Like he came up at a time where uh, in the 1940s where jazz was it. He was in Chicago. He was in New York. And he was originally from Alabama. So his transition from the jazz of the South to the jazz of the North was one thing. And then he came to Philadelphia and created his own genre. It was electric, literally electric. It was reimagining music and jazz in space. That was Sun Ra. That was his home. And I think he thought he was just on Earth for a bit to get us all acclimated to the fact that these aliens were eventually going to come. And we had to be in the right frequency to receive them. And that's what his music was about. That's what he was about. You know, his music was, and he was, everything was a lifestyle. You know what I mean? It was a a belief system. And everyone that knew him, everyone that played with him, they kind of had to be in on that. And just to make it perfectly clear for people out there, we are talking about literal outer space, not just like the space off in the other (laughs) corner of the room. He really believed in everything going on beyond the bounds of this planet, right? He did. I mean, you know, he really, truly believed this was just one platform. There were many other to play, many other stages. He was born in Alabama. His name was Herman Blunt. And eventually he came to New York and he adopted Sun Ra that was named after a sun god because he really, truly believed that was his that was his purpose, that he was part of a, I would say, a collective that wasn't just about music and the orchestra. Of course, we'll get into the orchestra, but it was about the next stage of what humanity would be and what music would be the soundtrack. Let's talk about the other star of the story, which is not Sun Ra, but Sun Ra's house in Germantown and how it recently got a historic landmark from the city of Philadelphia. John Farnham is the executive director of the Philadelphia Historical Commission. He was one of the most important jazz musicians of the 20th century, and his influence is becoming better understood. He is a very enigmatic person. He is very much involved in mystical thinking and thinking in incredibly unique uh, and unusual ways, but in ways that were 
we're still sort of unraveling and understanding. So just having having this house as a reminder of San Ra, uh, and as a reminder of a Philadelphian who's made an incredible contribution to music and to art, to philosophy. I think that's great for the city and the historical commission will help to ensure that this landmark lives on. Justin, why did the Philadelphia Historical Commission think that Sunrise House was worthy of a landmark? There's a number of different ways and there's a number of different things that are that are taken into account. And when it comes to the Sunrise House, as Cheryl was saying, um, just how influential he was and what his music and movement meant. But it's more so what took place behind the doors of that house where that sound, that futuristic sound, that's where it was created. A lot of his bandmates lived in in that house. They created music there. They really had that collective there to to make this sound that that's a, a legendary sound that that lives on. I mean, when you talk of Sumra, one one of the things that I like to look at too is when it comes to artists. When it comes to your artistry, not just what you did, but the influence and how it lives on after you're done with that body of work. We know George Clinton. We know the P Funk. We know Bootsy Collins. We this style that we we hear with all of these artists. That's thanks to Sun Ra. And if we go and we look a little further, you see Dr. Dre, the G-Funk that he uses, that's Sun Ra. You look at Timberland and all of the, this music that's currently being put out and currently being made, all of these producers, all of these musicians, some of their biggest hits and their sound that they're known for is Sun Ra's house. And that sound was created in that house on Morton Avenue in Germantown, so, which is really a spectacular thing. So that's one of the reasons the Historical Commission of Philadelphia looked at it and, and said, you know what, this legacy is living on. This is a living legacy still. He might not be with us in that form uh, anymore, but it still lives on in this house. And that house has been uh, designated a historical site. And a, a great thing about what they can do with that is with the house living on is it had to undergo renovations. It partially collapsed a few years ago. So now it's given other is not just a designation, but it's given protections. It's given things, investments will be put into it to make sure that, that it's around for a good time to come. We hear about situations like this a lot where there are people or things who in the moment of time when they existed, perhaps didn't get as much appreciation or recognition as they did after the fact, either later in life or sometimes posthumously. Sharaday with Sunrod, how well known was he when he was at the peak of what he was doing in that moment while he was performing? How was he respected by his peers within jazz, within Philadelphia? Was he a guy who was really well known if we turn back the clock maybe a half century ago? The 1970s was his thing. He came out and started all of these amazing uh, movements in the late 60s, but the 70s was his jam. That's when he really was at his pinnacle locally. And when you speak of uh, people who posthumously are understood and appreciated and seen for who they are, that's quintessentially sunrock. I think uh, his theories, whether it be, you know, avant-garde or not, because I think outside of Philly, people respond to him and say maybe he was avant-garde. People in Philly, they say pretty much he was just electric. He was the foundation of a lot of what futurism and jazz was. And he really spoke to this idea of, it was perfectly in that period of civil rights movement, because the civil rights movement, because a lot of what he did was kind of let America, let the world know that Black people aren't a monolith. We aren't just one thing. We aren't just the theory of what jazz was, the idea of what jazz was. He wanted to let people know that we were all of the things and that Black people were capable of all of the things. So he was very much of the period 
but maybe really his legacy is much more layered than what they saw at that time. I mean, but hindsight is twenty twenty. you know? Absolutely. If you ever pass by the Sunrise House or stop by to check it out in Germantown, there's a feature about it you can't miss. Justin tells us more about that coming up. I'm Brian Seltzer, hanging out with Shara Day Howard and Justin Udo. We're talking about Sun Ra and the importance and significance of his house. Sun Ra lived at 5626 Morton Street in Germantown. That was his address. Justin, what's the house like? What's that part of the Germantown neighborhood like? It's funny. Um, I went up to the house a few times last week. I work on this story, and it's it's in the cut in Germantown. There's There's some woods and a small little kind of dense tree populated area across the street and there and on that block it's a nice quiet block but i think the thing that struck me and i encourage people to look at our stories on kyw news radio and even on my twitter at justin udo where you'll see i got this picture of the door the door it pays homage and it's almost a gateway to a lot of the uh egyptian uh deities and african gods and it takes you into this kind of trans-dimensional place before you can even step into the house so even with him no longer being here in this form, that that house, that door is really a gateway into that world. So it might be in Germantown, it might be in Philadelphia, but it's really that house is is like a gateway to another dimension. And whenever I do our Udo Haiku for the week, I, I think I, I tap on that. I want to go back to something that Shara Day was talking about earlier, this idea that Sun Ra had an orchestra, not an orchestra, but an orchestra, A-R-K. Let's hear from John Farnham again. He's from the Philadelphia Historical Commission, and he spoke about the role that Sunrise House played in Sunrise Music. Philadelphia is a a great city for jazz and for music generally. He incorporated many Philadelphians, many musicians from Philadelphia into his band. One of the incredible things about Sun Ra is that he not only directed the jazz band, but he lived with his fellow musicians. Uh, There are uh, several musicians living in the house with him at Morton Street at any one time. Incredibly prominent musicians uh, like Marshall Allen and John Gilmore. Because of that communal living, they were able to produce uh, incredible music, rehearse at any hour of the day or night. They'd sometimes rehearse from midnight to six in the morning. This house was really fundamental in shaping the music that they produced. Charity, this is such a key detail to this story. That house on Morton Street helped inspire Sunrise Music. It was the mothership. You know, this is where people were taken off to go to somewhere else, uh, reimagined. You know, it was a matter of this house is where over 20 to 30 of the rotating artists came in and out of this house. He the orchestra is, of course, think about it, the arc. He's thinking in terms of, okay, we're going to put everybody on this amazing ship and we're going to take off. We're going to go somewhere where no other life forms have been before that have touched this earth. And we're going to include not only sound and theory and religion, all of the elements were in this house. And I like that Justin talked about that doorway, because if you look around, it was so isolated. That whole space is so isolated. You could just about live any life that you wanted to live out there. And the neighborhood, the community, he was such a huge part of this community, of the Germantown community, that people respected it. It was like the Ark. 
they walked on and I think they were included in this experience. He really made sure that the community was involved. He played uh, not only nightclubs, he played libraries. He was a lecturer. He did things to make sure that the community was not only educated, but they were transcendent. You know, they somehow were able to take that next step as human beings. And he made sure the Germantown got kind of the best of it. And I think he's respected to that day for that. I have a friend named Slow, who's one of his surviving orchestra musicians. He's a close friend of mine. We ride motorcycles together. He still lives this lifestyle. He believes, he believes, he believes. I mean, he knows that this is just one stage. Earth isn't it. And he still plays the music and he, we've played together a few times and I just can't remember. I was on the guitar and I just stopped. I just turned around and looked, went, where is he taking me right now? And he said, at one point, I wish you could have been there. I wish you could have been in that house. I wish you could have touched your feet on that ground. We would take our shoes off and walk through the grass and we would get connected because we were black gods. Sunra suffered a stroke in 1990. This past Monday, May 30th, marked the 29th anniversary of his death in 1993. But here's the thing. The spirit of Sunra and what he and his band created in that house on Morton Street, it lives on to this day. Some of his former collaborators still play there, even live there. Over the years, the house started to fall apart. John Farnham and the Historical Commission hope to do what they can to help keep the home alive. The house did suffer from some deferred maintenance, and and many of those maintenance issues have been addressed recently, mostly with the help of a nonprofit that uh, is involved in in music and music history. It's our understanding that the house is in fairly good condition now, and the Historical Commission will work to see that the house continues to stay in good condition, Uh, will provide uh, assistance to the property owner to ensure that. And also through the Historical Commission's regulatory authority, the commission will review all building permit applications for the property to ensure that work that is done to the property meets historic preservation standards. Okay, Justin teased earlier that his haiku for this week would be about the Sunra House. Justin, the stage is yours. I mean, obviously, we're focusing on Sun Ra today, so this is dealing with the house and how I felt when I got there and what I saw. Behind those closed doors, I still hear the music play, songs from the beyond. Behind those closed doors, I still hear the music play, songs from the beyond. And Udo Haiku. Great stuff, per usual. Sharday Howard, Justin Udo, they are the Artist Block team at KYW News Radio. Thanks so much, guys, for your time, your insights, and stories about Sunra. Also want to give credit to the TV show Night Music that ran in the late 80s, early 1990s. That is where the clip from Sunra himself came from at the beginning of the podcast. I'm Brian Seltzer. Have a great weekend. We will talk to you on Monday. <laughs>